0: Hello and welcome to the next episode of Next Stop. Today we're joined by, with uh, leaders from the West Liberty University Foundation who are play a, a vital role in West Liberty University in terms of private funding and helping West Liberty University move forward. They are also helping to meet the challenges of COVID-19 and it's great to have them today. We have the Executive Director of the West Liberty University Foundation, Angela Zambito Hill. We also have the chairman of the West Liberty University Foundation Board, David Croft, who is also a 1989 graduate of West Liberty University and a partner at the law firm of Spillman Thomas and Battle. Thank you both for for coming today.
1: Thank you, Jason. Nice to be here.
0: And I would like to start with um, Angie. Could you just briefly describe what the West Liberty University Foundation is? Um, how it operates, how it supports West Liberty.
2: Yeah, so thanks again, Jason, for having us. Um, the West Liberty University Foundation is a nonprofit organization. It's a 501c3. We are actually a separate entity from the university, um, and we were established uh, back actually in, in 1964 um, initially to b- receive. One big bequest gift is, is the reason uh, that that the foundation was established. But since that time, we've grown significantly into uh, an active fundraising entity as well. Uh, in 1994 um, The university started to recognize the need for private fundraising and, and took a more active approach to the foundation. Before that, it had been more like a, I guess you could say like a bank or um, a place to hold private funds. But uh, in the early 90s, this, the state side, the the university was starting to see a trend in declining state funding to the university, which had historically received a lot um, of state funding. So uh, things were starting to change and the need for private fundraising increased. And since that time, uh, we've grown significantly. We, we oversee an endowment for the university, which is um, uh, heavily uh, directed towards scholarships, but also there are other programmatic things that come out of the endowment as well. Um, and we, we do a lot of fundraising on an annual basis to support immediate needs as well for the university.
0: Awesome. And David, could you speak to the, the board of the foundation? Um, you know, 501 C three. how often do you meet the makeup of the board?
1: Uh, and and we, we, we are made up of a diverse group. Angie, what do we have? 20 or so board members up to 25, or is it up to 35? Uh, so uh, we, we have a large group and uh, we meet on a quarterly basis. The foundation itself is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation, but more importantly, it's designated as what's called a public charity. So as we look at some of the tax benefits coming through the CARES Act, there is now a universal above the line deduction. So for those folks out there that are willing to give to West Liberty University Foundation, we would qualify because we are what's called a public charity because we support a university. Um, We have great faith in Angie and her team uh, the board, a number of years ago, uh, I think I've been chairman since 2016. Um, and as we came into this that transition, um, Angie had a vision that we needed to be aggressive uh, and raise money and not just manage money. And in a very short period of time, she significantly increased uh, the funds that we're working with by almost double. Uh, and unfortunately, we are in a, in a very fluid environment on what the market's doing. Uh, it dropped significantly, but uh, the month of April was the uh, highest-gain month since, I think, 1987. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's inaccurate to try to put a pin on what the number is today. But I can tell you that the board, uh, we've supported Angie, who's had great initiatives, and we will continue to uh, work with her to continue to raise fund, funds to support the university.
0: Uh, Angie, I know that... Um Last weekend traditionally would have been the great gala. Um, We, you had the day of giving scheduled for April. Talk about how COVID-19 presented challenges for you and how you, have you, have you stepped up to them?
2: So um, I just wanted to add one thing to what David said, Uh, you know, from my perspective, our board of directors, um, Our organization and the university is extremely lucky to have the group that we have. And I just want to point that out because I'm involved in a lot of conversations in the industry about boards. There's always challenges, webinars, Jason, I know you've seen them, Uh, how to engage your board, how to get your board to be active, how to get your board to do this and that. We don't have those challenges. We have an amazing leadership team in place, the officers, um, David Croft, John Dolan, Um, Dan Joseph Russell Duncan um, we we just have had a great group of people and I couldn't be more happy and and feel more lucky about that so I just wanted to mention that about our board Um, and then to answer your question about the challenges that we've been faced since um, kind of the onset of in the development of this COVID-19 nationally and we didn't feel it was appropriate to be as aggressive as we have been. I, Jason, you know, I'm all about <laughs> being aggressive with fundraising and kind of sometimes maybe err on the side of being a little too direct and uh, in scenarios. But we decided we needed to be soft right now. Um, there's a huge amount of national needs out there. People in need of basic, basic things and. It just wasn't the right time with, you know, our day of giving to be out there, out front doing a 24 hour campaign that's highly aggressive. You know, we're go, go, go. We're trying to, to raise money to meet matches that people have been generous to offer. Um, it just wasn't the right time. Um, so we actually did restructure that. We don't want to lose sight of those opportunities because those donors are still offering the matches we still have areas that need our support across campus, and we will have greater needs as this thing continues to develop. But um, but we didn't want to do it all on April 2nd. So what we did was we reformatted it. You can give all the way through the end of our fiscal year, which is June 30, and you can still visit our website to do so, which is wlufoundation.org. Um, and then we'll be sending some messages you know over the next couple of months to remind folks of how they can how they can be generous if they are in a position to do so um, so that's that's what we did with the day of giving um, other things that we've done you know uh, as we face these challenges is, is one of the things that that we want to do is, is just reach out to our donor base we value our donors tremendously we have a lot of people spread across the country we have older donors we have younger donors Um, you know, we need to be reaching out and letting them know we're still here. We're going to continue on our mission to support West Liberty University. We're going to have challenges. The whole country is facing challenges, but, uh, you know, we need their support. We need to continue, uh, what we've, what we've started and our relationships with them. But, but mostly we just want to know how people are doing, you know, um, how are their families? How, what's going on with them? Um, so we've just been having a lot of conversations.
0: Wow. So you're busy. And and you had a baby. <laughs> right. Um David, you uh you like like a lot of our West Liberty family. you you uh you give back to the university in many ways. You're on the presidential search committee. Um you've been on the foundation board for a while. You serve as you've been serving as the chair since 2016. What compels you to give back to your alma mater?
1: Primarily is I owe much of my commercial success to having started at West Liberty. Uh, it was an, an incredible institution. I was a young person with limited means and was able to attend West Liberty and paid my tuition working part time at True Value Hardware for Dawn and Nancy Meredith, who were amazing people. <laughs> and just by virtue, and you know this well, the state continues to cut the amount of money that is available to the university. And I feel compelled to do whatever I can at this station in life that I'm in to try to raise money so that the David Crofts that are attending now have some additional benefits that I didn't need because of, it, of the price of tuition. I won't tell you what I paid for tuition because it would, it would, be, it would shock the conscience of how low it was in 1986 through 89. Uh, but that's just not the environment we're in right now. Um, the other reason that I support it is I, I believe in its leadership. Um, I think the I think Dr. Griner's done an amazing job um, in in bringing us forward. The one thing we see on our campus that you don't see on many campuses are things being built. Uh, we have the apartments being built. The, I I drove to Drovers last Friday, and as I passed West Liberty, I went ahead and pulled in and uh, marveled at Campbell Hall. I, and drove down to the athletic field, which is amazing. Um, Although my wife said, where are the bleachers? I said, Jason's working on that. Yeah, Uh, There's so many good things happening and that there's, there's a real pulse there. And uh, to the extent that I can get behind that rock and push with everybody else, I'm glad to do so.
0: (laughs) Angie, um, there are, uh, there are more, more ways to give back to Western University than just a, a regular donation. Do you wanna to speak to that in case there are people out there who, who might not be aware of the op- different options there are in terms of plan giving?
2: Yeah, so um, one thing I, I, I did wanna just reiterate what David said about, you know, right now we're in a tax year uh, that we've just been through the CARES Act um, granted this opportunity for the $300 um, universal kind of deduction. This is actually something that our industry has been pushing since tax reform a couple years ago because when people stopped itemizing at a certain level, some of those donations uh, were cut out of the mix. But so that's a really good opportunity for donors over the next uh, tax year uh, to be able to get a deduction for gifts up to $300. Um, and then, yeah, we, we do a lot of work with donors in the plan giving arena. Um, donors come and, you know, sometimes will just let us know that they that they have made arrangements or plan to make arrangements for the West Liberty University Foundation in their will or maybe through another plan giving vehicle like a life insurance policy. Um, and we continue to work with donors on, on all of those initiatives as well. And, and actually plan giving is what, has really sustained us as an organization and, and continues to provide a, a, a huge chunk of our scholarship funding to the university. Uh, a lot of times people can be a lot more generous in, in planned gift arrangements than they can you know, in their annual giving uh, while they're here. So, so we work with donors to say, you know, what's your vision, what's your legacy, um, and how can we help you fulfill that? Uh, we've had a lot of donors do scholarships for different types of students, um, you know, maybe maybe a certain athletic program. We've had donors step forward and say, hey, I want to endow the dental hygiene program or I want to endow um, the wrestling program. And those kinds of gifts are tremendous because they they really sustain those programs in, in a way that, you know, you can't just do uh, through, through other, other resources, maybe, you know, having an endowment fund is a security net for, for some of these programs. So I think it's a a wonderful um, thing that we've, we've been really happy to work with donors on. And then the other thing that I would mention is um, our online giving options are, are far more uh, sophisticated than they were historically. You know, we have very secure platforms on our website. You can get on, you can actually do a monthly, Uh, donation which you can set up through your own checking account uh, or a credit card so like I do that um, for across the cross-country program so I give every month you know $20 and it just kind of is like clockwork it's not something that I I even actually after the first few months notice um, because it's just kind of part of my budget Um, so that's really good I think for younger donors who have to really budget and feed their feed their kids and plan for the future um for you know college and, and school um so that monthly option is really nice
0: i um <clears throat> i i was walking my with my four-year-old where she was on a bike and we walk around the neighborhood and i was uh scrolling on facebook i saw something that you had shared it compelled me to give and i was able to give online on my phone in woodsdale so that was pretty cool <clears throat> david you're on the front lines of uh a revitalized community, Um, a lot going on in downtown Wheeling, especially. What's the significance of the West Liberty University Foundation having its office now in downtown Wheeling?
1: Well, primarily visibility. Um, We are seeing a significant revitalization of downtown and it would be a shame to have uh, people and businesses come to downtown Wheeling and not have some exposure to the foundation. Uh, We initially started on Market Street, uh, I mean, Main Street, and then moved up to Market Street, which I think is working out quite well. Uh, We have expanded facilities. We're working uh, actually with the mayor of Wheeling, especially in that space. And I think the visibility is going to benefit the foundation in the long run. And we're just at the front end of the redevelopment of downtown Wheeling. Needless to say, we're in a bit of a hiccup for now, but the buildings are going to be built. uh, We're going to see uh, center wheeling continue to develop. We're gonna see the petrochemical industry pick up some steam. Um, this is, it's it's delayed, but it's going to happen. And so I think the foundation is in a, is positioned very well to benefit from
0: that growth. <clears throat> Angie, can you speak to that as well? How has it been, how is it to work in downtown Wheeling?
2: It's great, I'm, I'm a lot more efficient. Uh, I can go over across the street to see David and get a signature. I can go to West Banco and uh, get some stuff done pretty quickly there Um, so from that standpoint I mean our our job is to interact with the community and our community of donors so you know uh, there are times where it makes a lot more sense to be on campus you know we have alumni coming back for things who want to meet and talk about a gift Um, and so I'm on campus uh, a lot uh, you know usually a few times a week but um, but the downtown office is is really great for, as David said, visibility, but accessibility too for our donors and our board members. Uh, we tend to have a lot of meetings in that space. And some events, we've had a few events too. So it's been a really great asset for us.
0: And speaking of events, I know you had a, um, you were part of a really successful event, a, uh, what'd you call it, a Delmarva reunion in December. And I know things are put on halt on hold now, but um, talk about if there are people watching now for, who aren't from this community, what kind of things do we do in, uh, in normal times as far as engaging alumni and um, informing people about how they can give back to West Liberty?
2: Yeah, so we, um, the foundation uh, works in partnership with the alumni office of, of the university to um, have and host events to bring people together. Uh, give opportunities for them to be generous. You know, one of the things that I, I was always surprised to hear from alumni is, you know, I would love to be be generous or, or give back to a certain program, but I've never been asked. They want to be asked, and you know, I think that's sometimes a misconception. Uh, you know, oh, you don't want to ask for money, or you know, they just want to get together and have a party, or you know, it's all about uh, socialization. When really, uh, alumni. A lot of the, at least the West Liberty alumni that I've met, they want to give back. And that's, that's huge. They have to, they're looking for opportunities. So getting people together um, in chapter scenarios or even reunions, we've talked about different um, setups for reunions to go, uh, um, you know, maybe it's bringing them on campus um, or even affinity based type reunions and things like that. Um, But it's a really important thing because that's our base building. Everything that we do really depends on the strength of our alumni base and the ability of the alumni to step forward in some capacity. Maybe they're not in a position to be generous um, or, or give Lots of money, but they could be an advocate and share and spread the word or help us get groups together. Uh, we have plenty of alumni who are who are helping with letter campaigns or um, spreading our, our posts on social media and those sorts of things as well. So it's really important to keep those kinds of efforts going. We can find new donors. Uh, at the Del Marva event that you mentioned, we called it the Chesapeake Alumni Reunion. Uh, we had a a, a big donor, a big supporter, an alumni. Andy passed, passed, and hosted at his house in Cambridge, Maryland. And you know, it was about getting people together first and foremost, and and reuniting and bringing Dr. Greiner to them to talk about what's going on on campus. Um, it was such a great group, but I was I was so surprised. I mean, I didn't know a majority of people, and that, <laughs> that's rare. I mean, you know, to to meet new people. Um, That are coming together for the first time and they just really hit it off it was it was a great vibe the whole weekend and we had a very successful event there
0: yeah i think that um uh i can speak to this too where you know you have their big d1 schools that have huge offices and big foundations and there are a lot of struggles with a lot of things that we do at west liberty because we're small but then there are also advantages and i think one of them is the the close the, the proximity that we have to connectors. So, like I see the foundation board as not just people who donate or or uh, give their time for meetings, but they're often just networking, not just for you know oh I found a donor, but also like hey I found a um, someone has an idea for a new major or those type of things. So, uh, David um, last. Last question for you, as far as being a member of the foundation board, it's not all about just giving money, right? It's, there's other things that you're seeking for as, as far as members of the board.
1: Well, sure. I mean, money is a, a component and, and a bit of a driver, but it, it's, a, it's about community. It's about ideas. It's about trying to provide support to education. You know, our, our board is made up with a variety of professionals and, and people of, of Uh, uh, varying backgrounds and so when we have a chance to meet with you and Dr. Griner you have a complete group of people that can add different input and different thoughts on the direction the school is going. Um, We had a retreat last year that was really beneficial uh, that Angie uh, put together that allowed us to get to know each other better as a board and set a clear goal of where we're going forward. So the the board is more than just dollars. I mean, we we are, I I consider the board uh, in a partnership with the university to try to raise education on the Hill. Awesome.
2: If I might chime in on that too, Jason, I mean, um, it's amazing for someone who's in my shoes to be able to go and seek uh, advice from David or um, John Dolan on, audit type questions or financial questions. He's a, his background is banking. So, um, the competencies of our members, it's, it's such a support for the staff. Uh, I find it to be of extreme value and it goes far beyond the monetary giving that most, I mean, all of them are doing on a regular basis.
0: Yeah. I, 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 I just, I'm overwhelmed by it sometimes. I know that people like David, who's super busy um, in your in your life, and in you in your, you're also on the <laughs> board of education in Ohio County, and um, doing a lot a lot of things pro bono. <laughs>
1: um, um, community, Jason. we're, I know. we're all awesome. trying to, to to make it better. And Wheeling's a great place to live, and it's on the upturn. And I, I'm I'm thrilled to be here, and it's our duty, my duty, to, to give back where I can.
0: Okay, Angie, I, I kind of touched on this earlier um, regarding you. Uh, personally, how are you doing? How are you, how are you uh, dealing with working from home? Are there any silver linings? And you, you did have a, um, a special moment just in the past few weeks of you know, having your third child. So tell us about how Angie's doing.
2: Well, thanks. Um, I'm, I'm hanging in. And like I said um, to you, Jason, when we were offline, I'm just happy to have food and a job <laughs> in my house, and I feel blessed. And um, you know, I it's it's ju- a juggling act with the kids, and of course, a new baby. I mean, I find myself nursing every couple of hours, and that I call him boss baby because <laughs> it's all on his schedule, and I answer to him. So. <laughs> Um, but in it, you know, it's a juggling act for sure, but you know, people are really understanding. I've had so many conversations with donors and somebody comes in screaming in the background and it's like, it's kind of a nice, uh, reality check. I think, you know, you don't have that in your face when you're in a meeting in the office or you're at a restaurant with a, with a donor or a board member. Um, so it's, it's kind of like, okay, yeah, we're all real people. We're all trying to get through this together. And, and I'm just grateful for everything that I have. Um, and so I, I feel good about, you know, things. I feel like we're, we're moving through some challenges. The foundation is actually working with some donors right now on emergency fundraising for uh, students that have been impacted by COVID. Uh, so we're hoping to round up at least $50,000 by the end of the fiscal year uh, to help work with financial aid. Katie Cooper, uh, to administer that fund and get it out to students who are in need, you know, next fall to stay at West Liberty. So that's gonna be a huge effort of ours moving forward. I hope we can do more than 50,000, but right now I kinda said, all right, I am still on maternity leave and trying to juggle all these things, so let's see. We'll get to that point and then maybe see what we can do after that. So we're working on that right now as well.
0: Awesome. And then can you, um, we're gonna put a link on this video to the foundation's website, but how can people get in touch with you?
2: Thanks, so um, actually there's two ways. Um, you can go to the website, wlufoundation.org, and find all of our contact information there. You can also call our number, 304-336-5635, and you'll get Nick Musgrave on the line, who's hard at work at from his home, um, and he's answering that line all day every day so again um, 304-336-5635 you can actually make a contribution that way as well
0: awesome <clears throat> well thank you both for your time um, this was um, this was very enjoyable for me because these are two of my favorite people um, so it's good to see you guys um, hopefully we see each other in person but more importantly these are two people who are all in for West River University so thank you f- for everything that you do for the university and go Hilltoppers and we'll see you soon. Thank you, Jason. Jason. Bye-bye.